0: This is Triple H, 100.1 FM with Ian Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Rotary Matters. Chances are that you'll know somebody who's got multiple sclerosis or somebody who's been impacted by it. After all, there are 23,000 people in Australia uh, diagnosed with this devastating disease. MS, for short, is a condition of the central nervous system interfering with nerve impulses within the brain, the spinal cord and optic nerves. It's horrible and there is no cure. And while there is much research underway to find a cure, people with this condition need to cope and to endure its limitations to living a fully functioning life. Luckily, there is some relief for some sufferers and that's what we're going to be talking about today as we meet two extraordinarily generous Australians, Di Dorney and Leslie McLean, to tell us about the support group that they run for people with MS for their carers and their families. It's an inspiring story Introduced to me by Janelle Spate, the president of Warunga Rotary Club, and I urge you to stay tuned to learn more about this initiative on Rotary Matters. The idea of the programme is to bring you an interview to explain and provide insight into a specific Rotary cause or project. So, Warunga Rotary Club is supporting this. Um, support group which i'll be coming back to in a moment look on the program you might be hearing from an australian who's rebuilding a school in nepal or an australian providing free cataract surgery over in the philippines closer to home we might be focusing on running a food bank in suburban sydney removing graffiti or in recognizing somebody in the community who has gone over and above the call earning themselves what we call a pride of workmanship award the programme is called Rotary Matters, because as you can find out over the next hour, we impact many lives, many causes and many concerns locally and around the world. But look, if you're joining us for the first time, let me just give you a quick refresher, the elevator pitch, if you like, about Rotary. It's a worldwide organisation, being been going for over 100 years, and the, the core idea is to foster the concept of service above self. Around the world, there are 1.2 million members and 36,000 Rotary Clubs. So it's pretty big. Here in Australia, we've got 27,000 Rotarians and 1,100 Rotary Clubs. Now, most clubs meet once a week and they devote their time to making the world a better place through a range of very worthy local, regional and international community service projects. So you'll find Rotarians focusing on things like fighting disease, like polio-malaria, They're worried about providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene. They're concerned with saving mothers and children. They want to support education. They want to grow local economies. Like everybody, they want to promote peace and they want to support the environment. Locally, you might run into Rotarians delivering supplies to communities stricken by natural disasters. Or you may run into a student here who's on exchange from overseas, attending a local school and staying with a local family. Or you may simply run into Rotarians running a fundraising event at your local hardware store focused on sending soap and female hygiene items to Manus Island. So, as I said a few moments ago, today we're talking with Di Dorney and Leslie McLean to learn about the support service that they provide to help people with multiple sclerosis. So please stay tuned, and I look forward to introducing them to you. Ian Stewart, you're on Rotary Matters, and this is Triple H 100.1 FM, your community radio station. So welcome back. Today we're going to be meeting Di Dorney and Leslie McLean to tell us about multiple sclerosis, what it is, who gets it, how it manifests itself. And I spoke with Di and Leslie by Zoom. Leslie, multiple sclerosis. Background this for us, if you would. What is it exactly and who, who gets it and how do they contract it? A lot of
1: information to be known about this terrible disease, actually. And the word sclerosis comes from the Greek word meaning scar. So when you talk about multiple sclerosis, it's actually a lot of scars are building up over a person's life once they've been diagnosed. So what it is, it is, it's a neuroinflammatory disease that affects the myelin or the myelin sheath that wraps around our nerve fibers. Um, It damages the nerve bodies uh, in the brain's gray matter, as well as, as well as the nerve fibers in the, in the brain, the spinal cord and the optic nerve. Um, which is the the nerve to the brain from the eye and eventually the brain's cortex actually shrinks so it's a, it's a devastating disease um, uh, and you know there'll be other questions you'll ask that will show the different kinds it, would you like me to
0: please explain? do please, please yeah. do I, I think there's a lot of ignorance about the condition and if, it, I, th- if I think
1: if it- yes I think the, the ms thing rolls off people's tongue without them realizing just how devastating it is, and and how awful it can be. So the the people who who get it, the research has shown that there's definitely a genetic vulnerability and probably an environmental factor, because there are clusters in very cold climates, like Northern England, for instance, would be probably the highest number in the world. As,
0: as well as that, yes. Please carry on, um, Lesley. Yes. You're explaining that there. Are, yes, it could be genetic. It could be environmental. Um, what well, is certain, it? Certainly,
1: the, yeah. There's certainly a genetic vulnerability, and an environmental factors may come into it because of these clusters. Uh, they used to think that there was a vitamin D deficiency, but that the the um, research on that is a little bit confusing. Um, although probably more sunlight does help the people's symptoms. But the people who who get it seem to have a condition where their immune systems attack this myelin and this damages the nerve pathways. And so therefore you get all the symptoms of um, balance, lack of balance, problems with eyesight, problems with coordination that go on and on. Um, The age group that it's usually diagnosed is from 20 to 40 Twice as many women get it as men. Um, There's no, they don't really know why that is, Um, but you can see people with older than that who are being diagnosed as well. In our group, we have a little, wonderful little lady um, who would be into her 90s. um, Thinking of her now, so I don't know how long she's had it, but there is, there's certainly a, a, there are two types. So I'll just go into that now. So. The the two types are relapsing and remitting MS, which is where the symptoms come and go. And that's probably the one that we see more of, where people can feel all right for a while, but then they can have what they'll call an attack or an episode. And then the symptoms, all kinds of symptoms are there again, and then they might go into remission again. Um, Then there's the more slowly developing form, which is the primary progressive MS, And this can also be the second stage of the illness that that follows years of relapsing and and remitting
0: MS as well. So So there are definitely. So if somebody contracts either of these forms, I mean, are they do they get it in perpetuity? I mean, does it get worse? Uh, or can it improve at all?
1: Uh, I would look. We we don't we don't uh, claim to be experts on this, but just from what we read and who we meet, we see that it doesn't go away. One, once once you're diagnosed, you might have long periods without it, but certainly it's there with you because this scarring has occurred. And I think probably you're more vulnerable to get other illnesses as well. So it's not unusual um, to see people get. Um, maybe a cancer or come down more often with flu and things, which is why COVID time has been particularly worrying time for them. Um, organ, organ failures, you know, can be... But often we'll have people who are in hospital for urinary problems or problems with some other organ because that's been affected. So I think we see people who can have long periods without it, but certainly it's not something that goes away once it's begun. So is it on the increase, um, Leslie McLean? Uh, generally, yes. Look, I, I looked at that lately because I was wondering myself. We try to stay up to date and we often have people in, you know, who talk about the research and so on, but it's been generally increasing over the 20th century at least, which is what I, I've discovered. I think we've got at the last count what I could find out were about 25,600 people in Australia, there are about two million worldwide, um, and uh, that's I, I think that's fairly fairly good uh, estimate, estimation of it. But yes, so, it's, there's not still still a lot we don't know.
0: So there's a lot of research going on uh, locally and around the world. Yes. Um, so do you know where we're up to in terms of finding a cure? Are, are there trials taking place? Right. Different gr- drugs?
1: There are there are trials. Look, the the, the medication over the last probably 20 years has certainly improved for people. Um, there, there have been immunotherapies, steroids and so on, but most of these things are there to alleviate the symptoms. There is no cure at this stage, but certainly there's research always going on. Particularly the one that people seem to mention is, of course, the hope for stem cell treatment um, where, where cells are able to become other things and maybe mend mend the the uh, the damage that the MS has done but there is still so much work to do in that area it's 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 not something that um you know we it's not something we can say no that that doesn't cure but there's it that's the work that's going on at the moment that's where the hope is
0: so we're talking yeah. with Leslie McLean this afternoon on <clears throat> rotary matters about the condition of, of MS and in a moment we'll be ringing in Di Dorney, talk to talk to us about Uh, the support group that Leslie and I work with. Um, But before you go, Leslie, what would be the best thing a layperson could say somebody who's got MS that might be uh, encouraging or supportive, but not patronising to them?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a really good question because we, we get to know our MS clients once a month, as you'll find out from Di, and we get to know them so well that they feel they can talk to us and, and um, share things that they might not share with other people. But if I was meeting someone and, um, yeah. for instance, I hadn't known them before and they said, oh, I have MS, I, I think the best thing that I can say is that you're a really good listener, that you allow the pause and you allow them to talk. And it may, maybe you say, would you like to talk about it? Does it help if you talk about it? So you're actually asking their permission because I think that's been the huge benefit of our group um, where we get to know them so well that they don't have to worry about that anymore. You know, it's such a lovely connection and that's, that's what a su- support group's there for.
0: We'll be uh, learning more about the MS support group uh, shortly. It's Ian Stewart. This is Rotary Matters. You're on Triple H 100.1 FM. Welcome back. It's Ian Stewart here. This is Rotary Matters. You're on Triple H 100.1 FM. The focus of our program this afternoon is multiple sclerosis. We've been talking um, about what it is and the way that it manifests itself. In a moment, we'll be hearing a bit more about the MS support group that is run by Di Dorney and Leslie McLean. So if you're joining us uh, for the first time, you're on Rotary Matters. We're talking this afternoon about multiple sclerosis and a support group that helps people with this condition, their families and their carers. We rejoin the conversation with Leslie McLean and Di Dorney. Okay, well, let's talk about the support group now. Um, Di Dorney, um, give us an idea, if you would, when did your um, MS support group start? Am I right in saying it's the St Ives MS barbecue group? Is that the correct name?
2: Uh, we call ourselves the Karingai Friendship Group, and we're based at our meetings are at the St Ives Wildflower Garden
0: every right.
2: third Friday in the month. So, um, to answer your question, as far as I know, the group started in the early 1970s, and it was actually started by a friend of my mother's, Lois Cameron, who unfortunately just very recently passed away. Um, she had a great interest in this group. From the time it began and she was really she and another couple of ladies were responsible for founding it um this happened because they were all uh, nursing sisters at i'm not sure which hospital i can't remember but four of the um, people from her group of nurses were diagnosed with MS and back in those days nobody knew very much about it. There was very little research and there was no funding and no sort of public awareness of the disease. So Lois Cameron decided to do something about that and she told me a story that she went up to Linfield Shops and she sat outside the shops at a table and put a sign up and said that she wanted to know some information about MS and if there was anybody around who could help or was interested in starting up a little support group. That's what she would like to do. And I believe that's how it started.
0: What, what, um, what, what, the, what, a, what a creative way of, of getting the whole thing going, just literally sitting at a table yes, in the street and asking.
2: She, she was an amazing person. And... The older lady that, that Leslie mentioned earlier, who still comes to our group, was, if I'm not mistaken, one of those four nurses who was diagnosed back in that day.
0: So it's been going g- since the early 70s. Um, so yes. you, you continue to meet. And whereabouts do you meet? And how frequently do you meet? And, and in fact, who comes? Well,
2: um, in the in the early days, when Lois Cameron started the whole thing off, they used to go to each other's homes Um, I think they went once a month or something like that but but it grew so much that they needed a bigger venue and by the time I joined the group in 2001 they had just started to meet in the um, in the Karingai Wildflower Garden down at St Ives, and that's where we still go to the Cayleys Pavilion so the Karingai Council has always been very generous in giving us a very reasonable um, tariff for what we have to pay for the use of that building and we meet once every it's every third Friday Leslie isn't it uh, yeah yeah uh, every um, every fourth and sometimes third I think I was just I should have checked on that we'll yeah. say every, once a month anyway on a Friday and it varies a bit as as you know depending on what other functions the um, the pavilion is needed for
0: okay but, um, the people come to us once a month so you mentioned the the Karingai Council looks upon it favourably from a um, cost point of view. Do you get any help from um, State Department of Health or any other agencies at all?
2: No, we don't. Um, The MS MS Society is aware of our existence. Um, We are sort of vaguely under their umbrella, but as far as um, any funding or anything like that is concerned, we virtually look after ourselves. Uh, we've had a couple of small grants from the council in the past, but um the majority of our funds that we work on are earned in just one day that we have once a year, a big charity card day. A
0: card so day play playing have, cards. Yes, Plane cards.
2: Playing cards, bridge a bridge luncheon it's called for the oh. um for the ladies, the ladies oh. luncheon. <laughs> Um, and we, we hold that at St Ives Bowling Club and it's a, very, it's a mammoth affair for us. Um, last year I think we had about 180 guests and we provide morning tea and lunch and a glass of wine and everybody comes at about 10am and they leave too late because we're all exhausted. Um, but from that day we normally make between eight and $10,000 which enables us to keep this group going for the rest of the year.
0: That's a very very impressive outcome from um, 100 people playing bridge all day. <laughs>
2: so. Well, it's, it's very impressive because the community gets behind us and right. people have been coming for 20 years and very large majority of them come from... Uh, Pimble golf club and avondale golf club and it just seems that once they come once they keep on coming and people have a very great warmth for the ms sufferers and just feel that it's a very worthwhile thing and keep on supporting
1: us which is just wonderful
0: leslie you had something
1: i just wanted to add that we we not (coughs) only have the hiring of of the wildflower gardens each month we don't run it in uh, january and february uh, and december so we have it for the rest of the time nine months but most of that money is used for wheelchair taxis and and helping wherever we can for the clients. Just wanted to add that just in case Dani yeah. forgot that one.
0: Okay. So oh, I many, didn't make that clear. How many participants would you typically have at one of your monthly gatherings?
2: Um, where it varies it depends a lot on their state of health and upon the weather at the time um, ms sufferers are really very uncomfortable in extremely hot weather or very cold weather so we can generally safely say there'll be twenty people there there can be as many as thirty or even thirty five mm-hmm. and all with varying varying stages of ms some who are in electric wheelchairs and very unwell and others that you would see in the street and not even know that they had the disease.
0: And are they coming from all over Sydney or just from the sort of upper North Shore?
2: Well, it started as an upper North Shore thing, but um, people have moved on and people have moved out of the area and then various other people have heard of our existence. And I believe that we're the only group of this nature in New South Wales. I'm not sure that's correct, but I've been told that. Um, so it's, these days people come from quite long distances to come and be with us and we're quite happy for that to happen.
0: So paint a picture for us, if you would, please. Um, Di Dorney, we've got 20 or 30 people at the Cali Pavilion at the Karingai Wildflower Garden. Some of them are in wheelchairs and some are ambulant. Um, what happens at a typical gathering uh, during the day? What do you actually do?
2: Well, I might let Pinky tell you about that because <coughs> she's the new president and she runs it absolutely beautifully. But uh, I can just say that the atmosphere in these days is one of the happiest things that anybody could experience, just walking into the rooms enough to pick up the vibes on how much everybody enjoys it. But I'll let Pinky
1: tell you about how it goes. So I, I joined uh, back in uh, about 2008 um, or nine. So, uh, you know, I haven't been there as long as Di. But the, the minute I, and I, I joined because my neighbour uh, had been a long-term uh, supporter as well. And the minute I walked in there, I knew it was something that I was going to enjoy because these are people who are just amazing with their, their affliction. Um, they, they, it's a normal day for them. You could, you could uh, feel the the joy in being able to be themselves and to complain if they wanted to, or um, be joyous about the things in their life if they wanted to. So anyway, we, I joined as a supporter. So we all take food. We, we do get a donation of sausages from up the North Shore as well, which is wonderful. Um, and we have, we pull our husbands in if we need barbecues. We have, we have a, a group of probably nine or 10 women and quite a few of the men who come, about 15 in all volunteers that we can call on. We don't need them all on the one day, but if someone's away, we'll make sure that we've got a good core of people to prepare food that we've brought in. We'd give them the morning tea. We let them all have a good chat. Then the barbecue starts. We bring out the salad and the barbecue and they're all chatting. There are lots of little friendship groups within that group as well but within the big group and it's been getting better and better and i'm not sure what that is i think people knowing each other well over a period of time um we have interviews where we know more about that person's life you know as we know ms doesn't um doesn't uh, discriminate discriminate amongst anyone so we've got people who've done all interesting things Uh, we find out lots of great things that people have a chance to talk about their life so that when we sit opposite them, we all sit and have lunch together, so that we, when we're sitting opposite them, we know a lot more about them if they've been interviewed and it's, it's there's more to talk about and everyone loves to talk to someone about their life. Um, we have, um, if it's Anzac Day near then, we'll have Anzac biscuits and something to do with that or if it's Easter, we'll have Easter eggs. We have a beautiful Christmas concert where the PLC... Pimble girls come for uh, the junior choir, come and entertain our, our group. Um, we tell jokes. Uh, we, we sometimes have guest speakers who might be, for instance, the national disability people came to give some information. Sometime we've had a visit from MS Australia, someone to see what we did. Um, so we can we can refer people on to different things or find out what problems they're having. You know, do they need something extra in their life that we can provide? They wouldn't be big things, but enough our budget. That we can help with a, a microwave or whatever.
0: I hope you're enjoying listening to um, Di Dorney and Leslie McLean. I should have explained that Leslie's nickname is Pinky, as was referred to during that uh, last segment. It's uh, Rotary Matters. My name is Ian Stewart. And... Um, Uh, I hope you're being inspired by these wonderfully generous ladies that I've been talking to. There's more to hear from them shortly. Welcome back to Rotary Matters. My name is Ian Stewart. We've been talking this afternoon about multiple sclerosis and a support group here on the upper north shore of Sydney, run by two amazing and very generous Australians, um, uh, Di Dorney and Pinky. Uh, McLean. I asked them a little bit about their backgrounds. So, Leslie, did you have any background at all in uh, social work or nursing? Um, what was your, what was your <laughs> professional background, if I may ask? That's funny that you
1: should say that, because when I was at school up in the country, I had to do a, an exam of some sort of career test, and they said, oh, you'd be good in hospital. But no, <laughs> I didn't go that way because I fainted the sight of blood. But <laughs> I, <no. laughs> I was a teacher um uh no, I don't have any any experience in that, but but I just love I love being part of this group.
0: But you've got a big heart. You've got a big heart and a generous heart. It does. We all
1: everyone Huge. does, you know, every everyone does in this group and that's what I love. Now, it Di, it, it what, really
0: is very touching. Di, what was your situation?
1: Similar. I was also a teacher, um right.
2: and I had the call from one of my mother's friends in two thousand and one, very shortly after uh quite a nasty ordeal happened in our family and Uh, she was saying they were all the the helpers then were all getting into their late 70s and 80s and they were desperate for some young blood and would I help so I thought at that stage it was time for me to do something for the community so I dragged my very closest friend with me and off we went and since then the uh, the older generation have gradually dropped out Uh, some of them still come to the meetings but a lot of them are not around anymore and younger people have joined us. And I've got to say, out of the committee of probably eight or nine permanent people, um, we have never asked, invited anybody to come. They have always asked us. And I th- and that's from, you know, seeing what we do at the card day and that sort of thing or just hearing the word around the community. And to me, that's a great thing.
0: So um, how, how can people find out more about your work? Um, and if they wanted to join or support you, what's the best thing they could do
2: well probably the best thing to do would be if leslie not pinky leslie and i leave you our phone numbers our contact numbers yep um I think at this stage, we feel that we are adequately provided for in the way of helpers. But if there's anybody out there in the community who suffers from MS and who feels that they might like to come and join the group, it's a very warm environment. Um, I can understand that it could be a little bit intimidating if you had been newly diagnosed. But everybody in that group has been through that situation and I'm sure would be happy to discuss uh, the disease and the the expected um, outcome of it all with anybody who felt like coming. So there have been people who have come once and who haven't liked it, and there have been people who've come once and they're still with us. So to get the word out there that we exist is very important. So
0: listeners, if you'd like more information, please uh, feel free to contact me through the um, Rotary Matters uh, website or the Rotary Matters Facebook page, and I'll be glad to put you in touch with Di and or with Leslie. So Di and Leslie, thank you both very much indeed for your time this afternoon. A wonderful project, uh, below the radar I think. A lot of people would would be unaware of this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very pleased that at least one of our local Rotary clubs is looking at um, supporting you, and through that, I'm sure many more people will become aware not only of the condition um, but also the the support work that your group does. So again, congratulations. Thank you for having thank us. You,
2: and, and also, just before we go, congratulations on everything that Rotary does too in the community. You have a huge profile and we appreciate the chance to talk to you.
0: Okay, thanks very much. So, what a lovely sentiment that was from uh, Di Dorney and Leslie, a.k.a. Pinky McLean. This is Ian Stewart. You're on Rotary Matters, coming up at four o'clock.